0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45
1: up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
0: It's May 6th, 1882, and another remarkable event is about to be uncovered by Aria, Rebecca, and Ali. The Retrospectors. So it was on this day that Queen Victoria thrilled the locals, according to newspaper reports, with a personal appearance to dedicate Epping Forest, a forest in sort of northeast of London, uh, the People's Forest, and it was officially open as a new park. And afterwards, she wrote in her diary that it was a very fine and picturesque park, but my favourite bit was her recollection that uh, the enthusiasm was very great, and many quite poor people were out. I don't know if I like the quote or your accent more. That is exactly how she sounded. (laughs) If ever again we quote from Queen Victoria, we're just going to cut you (laughs) in. Just go straight to me. If she had not done this, the land would have been annexed, there were real concerns that this land was going to be basically fenced off by the encroaching industrialisation around it. So it was this moment where green space was really given this sort of front and centre prominence. And also there was a lot of quite quaint and fun pageantry that went on on the day, including local school children in matching blue sashes and blue rosettes and uh, these decorated farm carts that all greeted the Queen as she got off her royal train which is a thing that I definitely also what would like to go on sometime. But then bands and, you know, 21 gun salutes and all of that. So it sounded like a real to-do. Can you do the voice again? What did she think of the train? Uh, She thought the train was quite splendid.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You channeling the voice of Queen Victoria. Uh, Comment about there being quite poor people there is quite telling, really, because, you know, this is the era where people started to get very concerned about all these dirty factory stained homunculi who hadn't grown to their full height in cities what can we do with them all and then there was a big campaign then to have more public green space and epping forest turned out to be one of those new public green spaces it was an ancient forest Mm. people were starting to form committees and societies to preserve all the green space
2: but that's not just about charity and philanthropy towards the working classes is it to make sure that they have fresh air in their lungs there's a like financial bottom line to doing that as well queen victoria was representing a government and entrepreneurs who wanted to really milk the city for all it was worth in terms of fog and fumes. And this was part of the trade off, wasn't it? You could
0: you build more factories if you also ensure there's some green space for the povers. Although it's easy to imagine that people who were building factories actually would have gone ahead and continued building factories all across this land had they not been literally stopped by this Epping Forest Act, which was passed in 1878, to stop them. And, you know, that gave way to this event where the Queen came down and had a splendid time.
2: But again, this whole idea that like Queen Victoria so graciously gave something away, and oh, yeah. if you look at the whole business of royal forests prior to this date, it's quite extraordinary. So in the 13th century, one third of the landmass of southern England was designated as a
0: royal forest. One third of southern England. It's astonishing. It's easy to relinquish 6,000 acres when you're the biggest landowner on Earth. And, you know, to to sort of revisit that statistic that you've just said, but in the present day, Queen Elizabeth, our current queen, still owns 6.6 billion acres around the world. And for reference, that's still a sixth of the entire land on planet Earth.
2: But there aren't as many rules now... (laughs) about what you can do on that land so in the days of henry II, what a royal forest meant was only the king can hunt there which i mean i get the sort of modern version of that would be people saying oh did you know queen elizabeth actually technically owns all the swans that doesn't really mean anything does it whereas then it meant all they needed to do was reverse engineer the rule so it sounded a bit more approachable you know let's protect the boar and the deer And make sure that everyone doesn't go around hunting them for food. But instead, they said, only the king can shoot my deer. What a system to live under, like where the whole of the country basically around you is, Mm. I mean, it's not as if the king's going to know if you shoot a boar if you're in penzance when he's in windsor is it
1: i mean au contraire because there was actually an extensive system of rangers what we would call rangers these days in place to police exactly that kind of thing in the medieval times and they were there to enforce what was called forest law and Mm. if you broke the forest law you could end up in forest court this mm. was something that was going into the 1800s. They were still forest courts, and in a weird way, they were there to enforce what we would recognise as kind of a form of conservation. If you'd been cutting down trees, burning land to clear for farmland, etc., yeah. you could end up in forest court.
0: There was but now even- we know
2: all they need is a sign saying "Please don't have a barbecue here," <laughs> people kind of get it. You know, you don't you don't need to be like only the king.
0: <laughs> you need to do that. Yes and no, Ollie, because actually, to this day, the main scourge of criminality in Epping Forest is mushroom hunters. And apparently, there's loads and loads of different fungi around the forest. And, and there's a lot of people who go around picking them and selling them to London restaurants. And there's this danger, apparently, that some of the rarer species might be completely decimated by this behaviour. So, yeah, so they've got wardens who stop people from picking mushrooms but they can't take you to Forest Court.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing, is that some people who live in the area could claim they're just exercising their common rights. These are basically privileges that were introduced in medieval times to kind of offset the fact that living in a royal forest was total dog shit Mm. because you basically couldn't do anything. You couldn't put fences up to grow crops or enclose your land at all. You couldn't even have a dog unless it was declawed so it couldn't accidentally go and hunt something. You know, it was very restrictive. So they were given some concessions such as the right to graze their livestock, etc. And that is still practiced to this day. In the new forest, there are 500 practicing commoners Grazing 7,000 livestock in the new forest. And if you live in Epping Forest, you are still entitled to collect one faggot of dead wood per day.
2: How do you measure a faggot of wood? I don't even know how you go about doing that.
1: I feel like it's an armful. I feel like it's one of those <laughs> old-fashioned body measurements.
2: So even though it took 600 years for them to reverse which was what was obviously a pretty poor law, when Queen Victoria did it, as you said, the public were thrilled. This was a big attraction going to Epping Forest, I imagine, of a weekend. What could you do there?
0: Probably the same sort of thing you can still do there. And it's a park that isn't too far away from where I live. You can drive there in about 20 minutes from my place, if anyone's wondering. Um, and <laughs> Aaron's going to link his uh, Zoopla listing to uh, the show notes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it is still a bit rough and ready. It's got a, a kind of, um, That's you the know, thing
2: about you- forests... Right, yeah, uh, you know, it's so all going to be
0: Opening up to the, but they're a bit foresty, aren't they? <laughs> yeah.
2: Bit, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, I've got a nice pathy. I've got a nice promenade. (laughs)
0: it is wild space and i think that's the point of it that it is meant to be a place that you can go and just take a wander but the reality is urban green space is still massively in decline and apparently green space has decreased by over 30 percent in the last decade alone so you're seeing this massive reduction in the opportunities for people to go out and have their leisurely walks in in fixer upper forests yeah well obviously 2020 and 2021 has
2: given it a bit of a boost hasn't it the green space near a city i mean it's been more valuable than it has been Mm. perhaps Totally. You know, across the rest of the decade.
0: Yeah, it's a thing that we need. And I think the other thing that we're seeing is this sort of encroaching pseudo public space. There's this acronym POPs, which is privately owned public spaces, which is those squares and green spaces that look ostensibly as though they're places that are public land, but actually they're owned by corporations and they can close them and they can levy their own rules. There is this degradation of usable public space in cities.
1: And what is there is very controlled. You're being trammelled into these organised parks. And yes, sometimes they've gone to extreme measures to try and make it feel like it's a very natural, wild place. But really, you're kind of Wandering preset paths a lot mm. of the time, and Epping Forest is, you know, still relatively unique in that it is very proximate to London, and yet, as you were complaining on your Yelp review, Arian <laughs> it is still a wild natural forest. It hasn't been
2: designed yeah, he by likes city it planners. Both ways,
0: doesn't he? Like, oh, gentrification, but at the same time,
2: oh, I want a bench. Can,
0: <laughs> can someone just pick my mushrooms and put them in a nice London restaurant?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the other thing about having a wide open space close to London, of course, is that it's going to be a bit of a magnet for criminality isn't it not just mushroom picking i mean back in the day epping forest was the home of many highwaymen i don't know how you feel about this rebecca but the word highwaymen i'm always slightly prickly about because it makes them sound fun
1: Oh, I expect they were fun, don't you think? They were heaps of fun. Don't ruin highwaymen out, Ollie. They're one of the criminals we can still love.
2: Just because someone's, like, dressed ostentatiously and is a cheeky chappy as they mug you, <laughs> that doesn't make it not horrifying.
0: I thought you were going to say you preferred the term highway person.
1: Yeah, I did wonder where you were going with that. Tomorrow. He briefly escaped in 1999 whilst on a prison outing and was captured 12 days later wearing a blonde wig and trying to buy a ticket to Denmark.
0: Love the show? Follow the show wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the ACAST Creator Network.